Okay, we're going to start here on the top of Sama Gimel and Aleph by the two dots. The Gemara is referencing back to the Mishnah about brachot So the conclusion of the brachot and the Mikdash was different than it was anywhere else. Anywhere else, when you have a bracha, the Khatimata bracha is Amen. Someone responds to the bracha, they give an affirmation of Amen. As in the Mikdash, first of all, the nature of the bracha itself was different. We saw that earlier. They added in Eluke Yisrael Ad Olam or Min Olam Ad Olam, and then the response to that was Baruch Shem Kevod Machuto the Olam Boet. So based on that, the Gemara wants to understand where does this come from? How do we know that this is the case when it comes to the Mikdash as opposed to outside the Mikdash? The Gemara says Kolkach Lama. Why are we doing all this? That's because in the Mikdash they do not answer Amen Minayin Sheinonim. Amen b'mikdash. From where do we know that you don't answer Amen mikdash? And am I? So the pasuk says in the Chemiotet, for those who dive in Nusach Ashkenaz, these are the psukim that we don't quote. We quote most of the rest of the parak in Vayivarech David. Whereas for those who dive in Nusach Svar, they actually do quote these brachot, one in the beginning and one at the end, which is Kumu Baruchu et Hashem Elokeichem Min Haolam Ad Haolam. So this is the charge, the Levim saying to the people, Kumu Baruchu et Hashem Elokeichem Min Haolam Ad Haolam. Again, here that's part of this idea that in the bracha that they incorporated. And then it says, So then you should give praise to Hashem's name. It should be exalted above any bracha or praise. So now the Gemara says, I would think that all the brachot have the same tila, the same praise. Gotta be exalted above. And every bracha you give a tila. It's not clear from this Gemara exactly what they're referencing. So first of all, Rashi quotes a Tosefta. It says, They added in, The Olam Azeh is just a temporary stopover. It's a hallway to get to the main chamber. And that's why they said, We saw that earlier in the Gemara as well. That originally the Gezerah, the Takana was... The whole and then once they Rabu Aminim, they said that oh, there's only one world. Then they added in Min Haulam Ad Olam. One of them referencing Olam Azeh, one of them referencing Olam Aba. Well, I think that's a later development. Minachemi is already later in Bayit Sheni, meaning that it seems like that prior to that it wasn't that way. I mean, that's this. This is the that is the Takana, the referencing the Takana. Correct, correct. So then the Tila Achat. I would think that Shianu Pamachat Baruch Shem Kavod Machuto. Rashi says that I would only answer Brok Shem Kavod Makto once. Al kol abrachot besof brachach rona. At the end of the last bracha. So it's not clear here, and actually it's Machlok Terishonim, exactly when they answered Brok Shem Kavod Makhuto, the Ulam Boed. Was Brok Shem Kavod Makhuto answered every time the Shem Hashem was mentioned in the Mikdash? Or was it only mentioned when you concluded a bracha? At the end of any bracha, Baruch Atta Hashem Elokei Yisrael, Mino Olam Adolam, then you would answer Brok Shem Kavod Makhuto, the Ulam Boed. That was the response to that type of bracha. Depending on what you think the conclusion is that will determine what you think is being said over here. Rashi suggests over here that the Havamina was you would only answer Tila after the final bracha. Now you could read that one of two ways. Right, so that could be the final bracha could be at the conclusion, or it could mean when you start out, for instance, a bracha in Shmonesra, bracha Tashem Elokeinu Velokei Avoteinu, and then bracha Tashem again Abraham. So the beginning bracha Tashem would not get the bracha Shem Kavod Machuto, but the ending one would. You could read it one of those two ways. Either that is the conclusion bracha in each series. Or it's a glowing bracha of the entirety, say the whole Shmon Esra, until you get to the end, then you would use it. 
So depending on which you think is the Havamino, you'll come to a different conclusion. If you think the Havamino is just the final bracha, say I'm a Recha to Moisel, but Shalom only there, then the Gemara says, no, I'll call bracha ten means on every concluding bracha, and Shmon Esrei, you would say, Baruch Shem Kavod Machutol If you think the Havamino is that, in the bracha, for instance, in a Magen Avram, maybe you should only say, Baruch Shem Kavod Machutol at the conclusion of that bracha, Magen Avram, the answer is no, I'll call bracha, bracha. Anytime the Shem Hashem is mentioned in the context of a bracha, you say, Baruch Shem Kavod Machutol So according to those Rishonim, you would say it even for the Baruch Ata Hashem at the beginning of the Bracha as well. You would have Baruch Shem Kavod Machutol Lamboet. Depending on what you think is the Havamin of the Gemara, you have a different conclusion as to what the Gemara says in the end that there's a Tehila on every Bracha. In the time of the Mikdash, the way at least the Rambam describes it is that there was there was Tefila, and the Gemara describes in a number of places certain Brachot that they said every day in the Mikdash. Brachot that we're familiar with, Ritzei, the Kohanim in the Mikdash, the Kohanim Levim in the Mikdash. Here, the Nechemiyot is speaking about the Levim in particular. When we have the Mishnayot that mention it, they're mentioning the Kohanim who had specific Brachot. We have this by the Kohen Gadol and Yom HaKippurim. In Masechet Tamid as well, the Kohanim have Brachot that they said every day. But the Rambam describes in the development of Shmon was that it was a much more loose-fitting idea. I mean, the Anshay Knesset Gadol came and unified it into a singular Tefillah, that was common to everyone and had the same content for everyone. But that's not to indicate, according to the Rambam, that there wasn't some sort of tefillah or shmonesri before. It was just much more loose in terms of its nature. It had to have a certain structure of shevach, bakasha, and hoda'ah, but not that it didn't exist before that time. I have another problem. Well, there is Ezrat Israel, which is within the Azara, and it could be there. And anybody who's present, there was the Mamad that was there every day. Mamad from uh, Bnei Israel that was there with the Korban Atamid that had to be there. They were the representatives of Klal Israel to be there every day by the Korban Atamid. So who were present when all of this took place? So there were representatives of Klal Israel. Just like there were 24 Mishmarot for the Kohanim, there were 24 Mamadot for Klal Israel. So there were people there that stood there at the Korban Atamid when all of this took place. Alright, so now the Gemara continues. Most of this sugi is found in Sota. This is like a small excerpt from it. The main sugi is found in the Gemara in Sota, where the Gemara has a little more, not much, but has a little more on this about the idea of not answering I mean, in the Mikdash. Alright, so then the Gemara says, right, That you are allowed to use the Shem Hashem in greeting another individual. So Maiva Omer, in the Mishnah, the Mishnah brings three proof texts to the fact that you are allowed to use the Shem Hashem. The first is from Boaz. In Boaz and his workers, his Kutzrim, they say back and forth, Yom Shem That is the first proof that they bring. Then the second one is from Gidon, where it says, Hashem Imcha Gibor Chayel. The Malach greets Gidon that way. And the third one is that they bring a Pasuk, is Altavuz, that you should not reject the Zekana Imecha, as your mother ages. So there's the three proof texts. The Gemara wants to know why you need three proof texts for the same thing. So Maiva Omer. You want to say, Boaz made this up. It was a new institution that he put in place, Tashma. So therefore we have something which is extraterrestrial. We're talking about a Malach who is coming and speaking to Gidon. So we know that that has more tokef. That has more weight. Hashem imcha gibor achayu. So there the Malach greets Gidon with Hashem's name. The Malach was sent with a specific mission in order to empower Gidon and give him courage to go forward. That's why he used the Shem Hashem. Tashma, that's the last puzzle that we bring. Do not despise because your mother has aged. The Gemara Dashen read, Zakna Imecha is not because your mother has aged, but rather the Misorat of your Zikenim. That's Zakna Imecha, which is referring back to Boaz, that Boaz practiced this. It's not just a practice that he instituted himself, but rather it's something a part of the Misorah, and therefore one should not despise it. One can practice like Boaz did and use the Shem Hashem in greetings. 
That's just, do not reject the Mesorah of your forefathers, but the original puzzle quoted is from Boaz. That's what they're saying not to reject. And it says, Boaz says, They say back to him, Hashem. The greeting is based in Boaz's. And the same thing with Gidon. When the Malach comes to him, he greets him, he says, Hashem imcha gibor those are greetings that use the Shem Hashem. The quote from Mishlei is just to say that don't reject what your forefathers have done. What Boaz did is not just simply his own invention. It's something that he has been Misora and that we should continue to practice that way. And it also says, According to the Rambam in the Parish of Mishnayot, he says the connection of this final pasuk to what we said before is that this is a takanat chachamim to ask Bishlom chavero b'shem Hashem, and those that don't follow the takanot of the chachamim, or the gzerot of the chachamim, will pay the price for that. And that is, because they nullify or they didn't keep the Torah. The Meiri has an unusual approach which says that there was a weakness in acknowledgement of Hashem even in the daily activities or daily life of the individuals, and therefore they wanted to enter the Shem Hashem into the greetings between individuals so that people would acknowledge and recognize Hashem even in their mundane activities. And that's the connection between Eid Lassod Hashem and the previous part of the Mishnah, which is sometimes, even though we wouldn't normally use the Shem Hashem in this context, but for the betterment, Eid Lassod Hashem, we were made fair what otherwise would have been maybe an inappropriate use of the Shem Hashem, we instituted it in order to get to a greater good of eight lessons, Hashem. Amarava, Haikra, Mireshe, the Sefi Midrash, the Sefi the Reshi Midrash. So Rava had a similar statement like this back on Dafsamach, that you can read the Pasuk in both directions, from end to beginning or beginning to end. Mireshe, the Sefi, if you read it from the beginning to the end, Midrash, eight lessons, Hashem. Why is there an eight lessons, Hashem? My Tom, what's the reason? Because they're not keeping the Torah. So that's what Rashi explains over here. Itim heim Hashem. There's certain times that you gotta stand up for Hashem. Lassot Mishpat Puraniyot, Ovrei Ritzono, Mishum Teferu Toratecha. People are not keeping the Torah, people are not following the rules of the Torah, and you also have to take extraordinary measures in order to ensure that these people keep the Torah. Therefore, Eitim will enact either Gzerot or Kanot, punish, even though that's not the letter of the law, in order to reestablish the laws of the Torah. Misay for the Reshe, and the other way around is, Midrash, that you can be Darshan is, Heferu Torah why do you give up or do you nullify the Torah in certain instances? In order to create the Kiddush Hashem, in order to do something unique. And that's referring to something like Eliyahu and Bahara Carmel. Eliyahu and Carmel brings a Bama, Bizmana Migdash, even though that's not allowed, but he does it because it's Eit Lasot Hashem, because he has a unique opportunity to make a Kiddush Hashem. So Tanya, Hillel Azakein Omer, Bishat HaMachnisim Pazer. At the time that there are people gathering uh, together, meaning that the Chachmei Ador are not going out to be Marmitz Torah, they're all located in a single location, then you, Pazer, you go out and teach Torah. Bishat HaMifazrim, at a time that there are others going around and teaching Torah, and therefore it's not necessary for you to do so, Kanes. Kanes over here doesn't mean you just get together, but rather don't take a position of power of leadership. That you opt out of the leadership in that case because there are proper leaders that are taking the lead. In that instance, don't go for a position of power, be an anav, and just be on your own. Imreita dor shatorah pazer. So another way to look at this is if you see a generation in which Torah is beloved to them, that they want it, they accept it, pazer, go out and teach it. Shinemar, yesh mifazer v'nosafot. There's someone who sometimes when a person gives freely and still v'nosafot, he increases. It's worth more. I mean, that sometimes giving gets more. And so over here, in a case where people want the Torah and there's a need for you to go out there, 
then what you give will only give you even more. You'll end up with even more. If you see a generation where Torah is not so acceptable to them that they're not so interested, kanes, at that time, don't teach. Why? So Rashi says, Don't make Torah into a bizayon. You're going to teach Torah and people are going to ignore it. You're going to teach Torah, people are going to denigrate it. In that instance, hold back. Sometimes it's better not to teach. Sometimes it's better not to put the Torah out there. So, be silent. Let it be nullified in order that it does not get denigrated. Again, the Gemara uses the term in other places, in a case you know people are going to ignore what you say, Sometimes it's better not to tell them what they really do. At least they'll be shogigim and not mezidim in their actions that they take against the Torah. Darash bar kapara. Zalat. Kibbots. Kanemina. If something is very cheap, grab it up. Kanemina. Buy it at that time. The idea being that when nobody wants Torah, you should spend time learning Torah. You should gather in. Because there will come a time when anything that's cheap will become expensive. And that anything that's a commodity today at one point in time will become more valuable. So you gather the commodity when it's cheap. And then when it becomes more expensive, you can sell it. So the same idea here. When Torah, nobody wants it, nobody's interested in it, you gather it. And then when it becomes yakar, when people are desperate to hear the words of Torah and they're looking for a teacher, then you'll be the one who's available, you will have what they need. So in a place where there is no man, you should be the man. I mean, this is the That's just the Aramaic formulation of that saying. From this expression or this saying... One could conclude that in a city where there is a gever, lotavi gever, you do not need to stand up. Umar says, pshita. That's exactly what he's saying. He's saying, well, there is no man, you be the man. But that means if there is a man, then you don't have to be the man. You don't need a bayi to tell you that inference. The inference is obvious from the statement. It says, lo shavim. It's only a case where they're equal. Meaning that the person who's in position of leadership currently is your peer. He's no greater than you. You do not stand up there and then say, you know, I'll become the other leader. In that case, you could stand back. You should stand back. There's no reason for you to rise to a position of authority in a case where there's sufficient authority, even though the person who's in authority is your peer. That's what it means in that case to walk away. And that's the Kedish of Abaye, that even when you're a peer or equal, you could still walk away in that case. So you should walk away in that case because there's no reason for two leaders or competition within leadership. What's a small pasha, pasuk in the Torah, Tanakh, that all the Torah revolves around? You should acknowledge, know Hashem in all your ways. And then He will direct your path, He will straighten your path. This is a fundamental belief, meaning based on what we've said until now in the Gemara. Here the Gemara is not discussing Torah in the sense of the halachic realm, it's discussing Torah in terms of the global realm, the idea of how it dictates one's life. We discussed before the laws of the bathroom. Here we're discussing the laws of leadership, how to spread Torah, how to act inside of Torah. So over here it says, In every aspect of your life, you have to acknowledge Hashem. Hashem has to be a part of your life. And if that's the case, He will provide you the guidance that you need to be on the straight and narrow, to have the direct path. Amarav Zorovok says about this statement, what does it mean, Bechol? Bechol means in every way. Even for something that is an Avera. Obviously it doesn't mean here, he's talking about an Avera Lishma, which we have in other places, but over here he's talking about something like Eliyahu and Avi. Eliyahu and Avi, where he does an Avera that is helpful and makes a change in the Am. So you have to, at certain times, that you have to take note that doing an Avera, a small Avera, will have a large impact on the Am. Now obviously it has to be someone like Eliyahu and Avi. Not everybody is granted that right to make that decision about when they want to do an Avera to help the Am. 
But at least somebody like Eliyahu Navi can't do that. Darash par kapar leolam ayolameda damet v'no manutni kiyavikala. Person should always teach his child a good and clean profession. Mahi. So what's a good and clean profession? Amai Rav Chista machta detalmiuta. It's the stitching of the furrows. It's a type of stitching weaving that was very highly crafted and unique type of stitching. You teach your child this craft, then they will have a way to provide for themselves. Cutting of precious stones. Alright, he's quoting over here, Machta de means to cut stones, precious stones, which would be a diamond cutter. The idea being the same thing, which is it's a very highly specific and specialized craft that garners a large return for a light type of work. And that's why it's beneficial to teach your child that he has more time to dedicate to Torah, family, and other things. He does have a way to provide for himself at all times. The Grah adds the additional dimension that when it comes to a person's ability to earn and their parnosa. So if a person is going to end up with the same parnosa, they may as well pick an umanat nikian tala, so that if Hashem wants to grant them, he'll get it that way. And if Hashem doesn't want to grant them the parnosa, at least he still will be involved in umanat nikian kala. If he gets involved in something complex, difficult, and hard work, and in the end gets nothing from it, then it's not worthwhile. So umanat nikian tala affords Hashem the opportunity to provide this individual, and even if it does doesn't work out, this person will not be investing so much time in their parnoso. Person should not bring tons of friends into their house. So that sometimes, when you have too many friends, there is some sort of pretending not real friendships. You really can't tell if they are really your friends. Or they're just there to be beneficiaries of your graciousness. The end of the pasuk, which you don't have, which is sometimes a single friend is as good as a brother. So that's the, the idea of the puzzle meaning that choose your friends carefully, have very good and singular friends, not have tons and tons of friends where you don't know who's really your friend in the end. person should not appoint a executor some sort of charge within his house to head the household. Yosef never attained that position within the house of Potiphar. He would never have been seduced by his wife in that he ended up in a precarious position because he was granted the authority to do that. So Rabbi is recommending don't do that because you can end up in a bad position. Tanya, Rabbi Omer, Parshat Nazir, the Parshat Sulta. Again, this is very famous. Why in the Torah are the two Parshiot juxtaposed? That between the Nazir and the Sulta. Anybody sees the Sulta in her denigrated state, he'll automatically, he'll take a root from a Yain. So, just to add in here, if that is the natural emotional reaction, then why did the Torah have to juxtapose the two of them? And what the Gemara is describing over here is not because they are juxtaposed, that's why the reaction. What it's saying is that one who sees a sota, their gut reaction will be to Yaziratz Mominayayin. So the juxtaposition of the parshiot does not explain that. That's just the fact, that's the natural reaction to seeing a sota. So I heard the shame of Goldrich, the Rosh Hashiva in Karen Biyavna many years ago. He suggested that what would be the reaction to someone who sees a sota bikulkula is that they would Yaziratz Mominayayin. For how long? The feeling, that sense of urgency that comes from seeing something lasts for a day, two days, three days, and then it wears off. The idea of the juxtaposition of Parshiot is Yaziyat's moment ayayin. Stam Nizirot is 30 days. What a person has to do is takes moments of inspiration and then utilize those to extend beyond that moment. 
beyond the momentary expression, which is here, the momentary expression would say a person wouldn't drink wine for a couple of days, a week. But if he's Yazirat's Mominayayin, if he takes on an Edernizi root, even when it wears off, he still maintains that level of what he felt at that moment. And that's what the juxtaposition of the Parshio to bring over here. Amr Chizkiya Breid the Rav Ranach, Amr Rabbi Yochanan. Lama Nismicha Parshat Suta, the Parshat Trumot Umasrot. Why are those two Parshiot juxtaposed? Lomarcha. Kol Sheishlo Trumot Umasrot ve'eno notan the Kohen. Anybody who has Trumot Umasrot and does not give them properly to the Kohen, to the Levi, Sof Nitzrach the Kohen, Ayadei Ishto. In the end, he'll be forced, necessitate the need for a Kohen because his wife will be a Suta. Shinemar. Vish et Kodoshav Lo Yu. A person who takes his Kodoshim, the Gemara over here is speaking of Lo Yu means that he decides to keep them. Then, That's the parsha of Sota. So then he'll need a Kohen. And have to bring her up before the Kohen. So a person who pockets that which belongs to the Kohanim and Levim, instead of giving it to them, uh, he will in the end have to come to the Kohen because of his wife. And in the end, he'll need the Trumot Masrot, meaning that Ishet Kodoshav, he doesn't need them. Lo you. In the end, he'll be able, have to take. He'll have to be on the taking side instead of the giving side. In the end, person does give them. In the end, he becomes wealthy. The one who gives to the kohen lo Now the pastura pasuk lo means it belongs to the kohen. The gemara is actually in the pasuk lo mamon harbei. That the person who gives to the kohen lo for him there will be a lot. So the gemara is reparsing the pasuk to say that the lo is not modifying the kohen. But rather the Isha Sher Notain. person who's giving is the one who lo yeh. Am Ravuna Barbrachia Mishum Rabbi Elazar Kapar. Kol Amishatef Shem Shemayim Bitzaro Koflim Lo Parnasato. Any person who joins the Shem Hashem in his pain, Koflim Lo Parnasato, his Parnasa is doubled. So what does that mean to bring the Shem Hashem together with his Sarah? So Rashi says Shemivarech Alara Dayanemet. Sano makes a bracha when something bad happens. Diana met. He accepts that which Hashem is given with an open heart. Inami also that he davens to Hashem. Now, if you remember in yesterday's dav, we had the statement Yeshanu Kabbalah Bisurim. We have a Kabbalah Bisurim. What are you supposed to do? Shtikuta Ubay Rachme. One should be silent and one should daven to Hashem. The silence was the acceptance of the din Hashem. That's the bracha Baruch Diana Emet, which is the acceptance of what Hashem has doled out to us, and as Rashi said before, believe of Shalem. And then the second part is by Rachmei to Dam to Hashem. Rashi is quoting the two things that were mentioned by the Mesorah of Yisurim, and he's saying that's what it means to be Mishatev Shem Shemayim B'Tzaro. Why is it Kuflim Lo Parnasato Shinemar? Says Vaya Shakai B'Tzarecha V'Kesef Toafotach That Hashem be B'Tzarecha In your treasury, in your treasures V'Kesef Toafotach And you have much precious silver to you. That's a Pashtuta Pasuk. But the Gemara is darshning on the Toafot over here, that from the Arabic word Af, which would mean double. So it says that Shakai Bitzarecha, when Hashem is in your Tsar, not Tsarecha meaning your treasury, but in your pain, then Bekesev Toafalach, your money, your silver will be doubled. So that's why the Gemara is darshning that Pasuk. Bishmo bar Nachmani Amar Panasato Me'ofefet Lo Kitsipor. His Parnasa will fly away, take flight like a bird. So there he's playing on the word to to mean af to fly. Anybody weakens his hand from divrei Torah, he does not have the fortitude to stand against adversity. If you fainted, if you were weak in the face of adversity, then you're small in your strength. I mean, tsar means narrow, but meaning small in your strength. So he's rafita If you are weak, then on the day of adversity. So the Gemara is reparsing the Pasuk instead of saying, 
Tzarkocha, they're saying, Hitrafita, comma, Biyom Tzara, Tzarkocha. If you are weak, then on the day of adversity, you will not have the strength. Even one mitzvah that you're weak in, Shnemar Hitrafita, Mikomakom. If you're weak, no matter what that weakness is. Amar of Safra, Rabbi Bawav, Mishtai, so he told us this story, he was telling us over this information, that when Hanina, the nephew of Rabbi Yeshua, went to Gola, he left Eretz Yisrael, went out to the Gola, and he was still in calculating the calendar, establishing the months, and he was still involved in Ibor Hashanah and Ibor Chodoshim. Outside of Eretz Yisrael, we know that that was only granted, or that authority is only granted to those that in Eretz Yisrael. They sent two Tamil Chacham after him to dissuade him from doing this. Rabbi Yossi ben Kiper, Uben ben Osho, Zechariah ben Kvutal. They said to Rabbi Yossi ben Kiper, and the grandson of Zechariah ben Kvutal. When he saw them coming, Amar lahem, Why did you come to visit me? came to learn Torah from you. So he announces about these individuals. These are the greatest chachamim of the door. And their forefathers, really their fathers, that's why you'll see in a second he was called the grandson of Zechariah ben Kvutal, served in the Mikdash. That the Mishnah in Yomak, Zechariah ben Kvutal, Omer, Many times I read before the Kohen Gadol to keep him up at night on the night of Yom Kippur, I read Sefer Daniel. After he basically granted them authority, he gave them that accolade within the people, so the people accepted them as authorities. So then he starts to be mitamei, and they go against him. Who He says something, they say mutar. These people are worthless. Don't listen to them anymore. Shotou, meaningless. Heim, amarlog, farbanita. You already built us up. Viatayi holy store. Kvar gadarta, viatayi holy fruits. You already built us up. You can't take it down. You already put up the fence. You can't break it. Meaning that you already gave us that position of authority. People aren't going to listen to you now to take it down. He understood that there was something wrong here. Why were they always paskening against him? They're always going against whatever he says. He says, Because the Chachamim are dismayed at the fact, disappointed that you are still doing this. Doing Ibar Shana, Ibar Chodashim here in Chutzlaretz. Rabbi Akiva did this. So why am I any different than Rabbi Akiva? Amrlo, anech Rabbi Akiva shloniach kamotu beretz Yisrael. That's the exception. He didn't leave anybody behind in Eretz Yisrael that was of his stature that could do what he was doing. When I left Eretz Yisrael, there was nobody of my stature. So that should be the same thing. Amrlo, amazing answer. The kids that you left behind, have grown up to be goats with horns. You left behind young whippersnappers, young Talmidim, but now they've grown up. And now they do have that ability. They, we have Talmidim on your stature now. You left at a time, you're right, when you were the only one. But now there are people who have grown, and now we do have people who can do what you did over there. Sevehim, Shigrunu, Itzlecha, and they sent us over here. Penamrulanu, and they said to us, Luchu, Vamrulo, Bishmenu. Say over in our name. Im Shomea Mutav. If he listens to you, fine. Vimlav, Yehebinidui. He should be excommunicated if he doesn't listen. And the same thing. Vamrul, Lachenu, Bishagola. And tell our brethren in the Gola, Im Shomim Mutav. If you're willing to listen to us, then not to accept the authority anymore of Chanina ben Achi Rabbi Yoshua, then fine. Im Lav Yalulahar 
that you should go up to a mountain. Achia yivne mizbeach. Hananya yina gain bekinor. Achia should build a mizbeach. Hananya should play the liar. Bichapru kulam. Every we get kaparavi amru and leim chelik belowe Israel. You have no chelik with God because basically they were doing was setting up an alternative mizbeach and saying to them that you are not subjecting yourself to the authority that comes from Eretz Yisrael. You may as well set up a mizbeach and do your own thing over here because you're not part of the unified Kalal Yisrael. All the people called out, broke out in tears. That definitely not what we want. We want to be a part and parcel of Kalal Yisrael. What were they after here? Why did they want to shut him down? The Pasuk says, Because the Torah will come out of Zion and out of Yerushalayim. The Pesach Alocha, the Hora'ah, comes from Eretz Yisrael, from the capital, from the seat of the Chachamim in Yerushalayim. And therefore, the authority cannot be out there in Chutz Laaretz. So Bishlam, the Gemara says, When he says it's Torah and they say it's Tamei, the Chumrah. Okay, so they could pass in against them the Chumrah, even though it wasn't right. How could they do this? If he's saying Tamei and they're being Metaher, they're being Mekil in the face of something that's totally wrong. Chacham says it's Tamei, his friends can't come along and say it's Tor, Asar. If he says it's Asur, Enchavarela Shelatir. Asar vichecha delo nigruru batrei. They thought again there was eight lasot Hashem, Eferu Torotecha, that this was a moment in time where they needed to establish the rules that Eretz Yisrael was Koveya, and therefore they took uh, the unprecedented step of being Matir, something that he was Oser, to be Mitaher, something that he was Mitamei, in order that the people will not follow him, so that they could break that bond between him and the people, and reestablish that the authority came from Eretz Yisrael. Alright, When the Rabbanan entered in Kerem B'Avna, a Kerem B'Avna is the description of the way that the Sanhedrin sat. They just said, okay, like a Kerem. Hayusham, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Nechemia, Rabbi Eliezer, Benosha, Rabbi Yossi, Aglili. So all of these Tanaim were present there. Patchu kulam bekvodachsanya. Pradashu, and then they made a drasha. They all began with the kvodachsanya, which is with the kavod of the host. Meaning that, in this case, the kvodachsanya is going to be Torah. In front of the large crowd that was gathered there, they were trying to emphasize the necessity, the need, the benefit of hosting Talmidei Chachamim and supporting Talmidei Chachamim. That's what it means. Potchim bekvodachsanya. Patach Rabbi Yehuda, Rosh Hamidabrim Bechomakom. Yehuda began because he was the first to speak in all cases, Bechvod Torah. He began with the Kavod Torah, which is the Kavod Aksanyo, and he began to be Doresh. Why is Rabbi Yehuda Rosh Hamidabrim? You can see over here the references to Shabbat Lamed Gimel. Shabbat Lamed Gimel was the story of Rabbi Shimon Yochai. Over there, the story of Rabbi Shimon Yochai, who gets in trouble with the Romans, and then has to go to the cave, and lives in the caves, that's the story of Lag Baomer, derives from that story by Rabbi Shimba Yochai, and his son who have to run away from the Romans. Over there, Rabbi Yehuda makes a statement about the Romans, and says, how wonderful is this nation Rome, who builds all of these institutions and municipal works to help us out. They build bridges, they build roads, they do all these things that make it better for us. And he praised the government. Rabbi Shimba Yochai responds and says, all they, they do, they do for themselves. So the Romans, therefore, elevated Rabbi Yehuda to be the Rosh Hamidabrim B'chomakom, he was the first one to speak in all locations because of his uh, compliments that he paid or respects that he paid to the government. And Rabbi Shimon Yochai was made into a fugitive who had to run away. And that's why here he's known as Rosh Amidabrim B'chomakom. So he began B'chorah Torah Drash. Musha ikach et ha'ol v'natah lo michutz l'machaneh. So Moshe took the O'el. This is after Chet Egel. Moshe took the O'moed and places it outside the machaneh. 
The distance from one end of the Machine Israel to the other end of Machine Israel was actually three parts of Oat. Three parts of Oat is the equivalent of 12 mil. That's how we get, according to some of the Rishonim, that Midoraita, that the Tchum is 12 mil. What we have as Tchum of 2000 Amot, according to Moses, the Rabbanan. But there are many who believe that 12 mil might be the Oraita because Machane Yisrael was actually that wide, was 12 mil wide. So here, if he took the old Moed outside of Machane Yisrael, it means that the farthest distance it could have been was 12 mil from any individual. Then Amrat Torah, Anyone who wants to be Mivakesh Hashem should go out to the old Moed. So someone who exited the Machane to go to the old Moed was called Mivakesh Hashem. One who searched, who was seeking Hashem. And that was for going 12 mil. Who are ignorant? They go from city to city, nation to nation, trying to gather Torah to learn Torah. They certainly should be called or have that accolade called Hashem for those that are seeking and searching Hashem. You and I, well, we'll work out together. We'll be a chavrusa and alocha, and we will put together the alocha. Just like I was gracious and granted you forgiveness, so too you have to do the same for Bal Yisrael, bring the Omoed back into the Machine. So just like Hashem granted forgiveness to B'nai Yisrael for the Eagles, and was gracious to Moshe in offering him the ability to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to Moshe you have to grant them that same forgiveness and Bring the Omoed back into the Machane. Veshav el Machane, and bring it back into the Machane. Amar Rabbi Yabal, Amar Lakarish Baruch Hu Moshe. Achshav Yomru, Harav Bikas. Hashem is angry. Betamid Bikas. So Moshe is angry. Israel Matay Aleim. What's going to happen for Klai Israel? Imatamak Zira Olam in Komo Mutav. If you bring the Omoed back into the Machane, then fine. Fim Lav Yeshua Binun Tamidcha Misharet Tachtecha. I'm going to put Yeshua Binun in your place. Meaning that I'm going to find someone who's willing to stay in the Machane. That's what it says. Moshe gave in to that pressure and brought it back into the Machanet. Even though Hashem made this statement, in the end he didn't carry it out. It wasn't said in vain. That Yoshua Binun was a Narlo Yomishmitoho. He didn't leave the OL. Rashi says that this Girsa should not be here. That this puzzle is not a proof text. I would have brought the proof text that Yoshua Binun becomes the replacement for Moshe Rabbeinu later on. That he became his replacement later on, not the Pasuk that says Yoshua Benun is a Talmud of Moshe Rabbeinu that sits in the oil all the time. So it seems to me that that's the wrong Pasuk. What you could say or you could argue is that this Pasuk is brought to show that Yoshua Benun is Oyamish Mitochel Mitocha Machane. He was in the Machane and he was always there. Alright, he also began with Chvoda Torah. Vidarash, Haskeit Ushma Yisrael Ayom Hazen Ayetelam. So Haskeit means pay attention. Shema, listen, Israel. Today you became a nation. The Torah was given to Bnei Yisrael in the fortieth year. This is the way end when Moshe is giving the sacred Torah to Bnei Levi. It's in the fortieth year, and he's saying, "Oh, today you became a nation." That the Torah is chaviv, and those that learn it like the day it was given in Har Sinai. This is an expression that comes up again and again in the Gemara. Gemara darshans it on numerous psukim, that the idea that learning Torah is not something where we're learning about a past event, but every time one learns Torah, it's as if they're standing at Har Sinai and being mekabel the Torah. And it's a live, a Torah that's alive, not a Torah that's an artifact that we're trying to study. And it's a very important expression of Limud Torah. So I'm Rav Damchun Brei, the Rav Chia Ishvarako Teida. 
Shadam Kore Kriat Shema Shachrit Varvit. It's how a person reads Kriat Shema, Kabbalat Oma Chut Shemaim in the morning and the evening. Verevachavinu Kore. And he forgets one evening. Domea Kami Shalok Kore Kriat Shema Meolam. Person is so bothered by this, is so affected by the fact they didn't read Kriat Shema. It's as if he didn't do it his whole life, he forgot to say Kriat Shema. That's how much pain it causes them. Askate. So this is another definition. Askate. Asu kitot kitot vasku b'torah. So the dashing the word haskate, now they're going to make many plays on this word haskate, which means to pay attention or come to attention. So kitot kitot. Break up into small groups vasku b'torah. And learn and toil in Torah. The Torah is only learned, is only acquired in a chabura amongst the chabruta or amongst the many. So there it says that there should be a sword uh, to or on those that are liars or those that are boasters. And they become foolish. So that's what the Gemara Dashan said. Now, Sunem here is a euphemism. means that there should be a sword in those that are Tamidah Chachamim. Those that learn alone, not only when they learn alone, are they deserving of the sword, they also they become foolish. They're going to become foolish because they don't have others to hold them up. And the puzzle says, why did we sin? Asher Nalu, because we were foolish. That's the passage we quoted numerous times during Slichot. Some say from here, Noalu, Tsarei Tsawan. Some about Mitzrayim, it says that the princes of Tsawan and Mitzrayim, Noalu, have become foolish. They don't realize, they don't understand what's happening. Cut yourselves up. Get to do also means like to crush. Crush yourselves with Torah. The Torah is only preserved within one who kills himself over it. This is from the Pashat Para Duma that's found in Pashat Chukat. But the opening to the Pasuk doesn't make so much sense. It says, Zot HaTorah. This is the Torah. With the hair idea. Adam Ki Why is that HaTorah? It's Zot Torah Adam Ki this is the Torah, which is the expression that's used in Vayikra, anytime. Zot Torah HaChatat, Zot Torah HaShlamim, Zot Torah Adam, Ki Yamut Vayel. What's Zot HaTorah with the Heya Yidiyah? From this day Darshan, Ein Divrei Torah, Mitkamim, Elamishim, Eitzmiol, Eal. The Zot HaTorah, who does Torah stay with? Adam, Ki Yamut Vayel, one who kills himself over it. Tavar Acher, Haskeit Ushma Yisrael. Where is the word Haskeit? Haskeit is Has, Vachakach Kitet. Has, meaning like by Kalev. Is Vakalev Hasadam, Vakalev tries to silence the people. Be quiet, and then afterwards become noisy. Get the Rava, Damarava, Lola Milmoda Dam Torah, Vachakach Yegeh. First, a person should make sure that he has his Torah in place. He should learn Begut. He should be well versed in the Torah, and then afterwards he should start to do Iyun. Iyun shouldn't be started before a person has control over the material that's there. Amre Debe Raviyana says the base measure very nice. Maidech Div. Kimitz Chalav Yotzi Chema. The churning of milk will produce butter. Umitzaf yotzi dam. The ringing of a nose will produce blood. Umitzapayim yotzi riv. The ringing or the expressing of wrath yotzi riv will cause strife. Miatam yotzi chema shel Torah. With where do you find the butter of Torah? Butter of Torah being the cream of Torah. B'mish meki chalav shenak mishte imo. One who regurgitates, spits out the milk that he swallowed or had nursed from his mother. The idea being that a person has to really kill themselves over Torah in order to produce the butter or the cream of Torah. Umitzaf yotzi dam. 
One who rings the nose will produce blood. Kol tamid shukoyes alav rabo pam rishuna. Anytime a tamid, his rebbe, is angry at him one time, v'shotek, and he takes it, he accepts it. Zocheh lavchin ben dam tamid u dam tor. He will be then zocheh to distinguish between dam tamid and dam tor. So that goes back to what you were saying over here. Now the Gemara is playing on the word af, not to mean nose, but af to mean v'charon af, v'charon apo to mean anger. Mitz apayim yotzi riv, apayim in the plural. Af being in the singular, now apayim in the plural. So now there, Yotzi Riv, he's angry at him more than once, Vishotek, and he takes it, Zochet Avchin Ben Dini Memorot, the Dini Nefashot. He then is Zochet to distinguish or to be able to discern between that which is true by Dini Memonos, monetary matters, the Dini Nefashot, capital or corporal issues. It's not, Rabbi Shmuel Omer, someone who wants to become wise, Yasuk Bidine Memonot, should deal with the monetary civil law, monetary matters. There is no part of the Torah, no specialty within the Torah better than them. They are ever producing. Meaning that the cases are never ending. There are always nuances and new possibilities that come out because of all the different altercations that come up amongst people. What is meant by the Pasuk? If you mistakenly raised yourself up, you were haughty, and you became dirtied by the fact that you were haughty, Vimzamolta, if you thought evil thoughts, Yadapet, put your finger on your mouth, be silent. So the Gemara is going to darshan that. Kol hamindavel atzmo al divrei Torah. Anybody who makes himself disgusting over divrei Torah, so for the hit nasei, he will be raised up. So there are parts in the Pasuk, which is, Imnavalta, then hit nasei, you will be raised up, rather than if you became dirty through rising up. Over here they say if one dirties themselves, meaning that they learn Torah, and they don't expect anything, and they work so hard at Torah, then he, let's say in the end they will be they will rise up. If you are silent, you will not know what to answer. So the way Rashi and the way it's explained here is that if you are learning Torah, and you're willing to embarrass yourself by asking questions, then you will know what to answer. That's why you need to say in the end you will know what to say. If you are Zamam, if you're silent, you don't ask the questions, and when the people come to ask you in the end, you won't know what to answer, because... You won't have the material. You won't have control over the material. Don't be afraid to ask the questions. Don't be embarrassed. Ain't a Baishan Lamed. A person who is embarrassed doesn't learn. It's a famous story that was told about Rav Soloveitchik, Rav Yosef Tov Soloveitchik. His brother was dead one time. Why was my brother much more successful in Torah than me? He says when our father of Moshe was teaching us, he used to ask us, do we understand? When he was teaching the Gemara, did you understand? And if you said no, he used to get a smack. So he says that my brother, when my father said, do you understand? He said, no. They smack, and he go and tell him again. He says, me. He says, do you understand? Yeah, yeah, I understand. He didn't want to get the smack. He says, that's why his, his brother was so successful in Torah. It's exactly this, that he was willing to take the smack, meaning that he said, he said, no, I don't understand. He wanted to understand it. He really wanted to know what it said. So he began, what is written in Vayomer Shaul Elakeni? Lechu suru rudu mitocha maliki penosifcha imo. But asita chesedim kol bnei Yisrael. Shaul says when he is about to attack Amalek, he says to the Keni who are sitting between where bnei Yisrael is about to lead the attack and the Amaleki, you the bnei Keni leave, take off from here because I don't want to get you caught up with the Amaleki. And you did such good things for Bnei Yisrael when they were leaving Mitzrayim. The only reason Yitro brought Moshe to his side was for his own benefit, meaning that he wanted his daughters to get married, 
he became his son-in-law, they uh, shared a common idealism between them, they became very close. So too, a person who hosts Talmud Chokham in his house, and he provides for him, he feeds him, he gives him to drink, and he gives him of his possessions, that he will be the beneficiary of that graciousness and that gratitude, where he's not doing it for his own self-interest, where he's being selfless and taking care of this Talmud Chokham, then certainly Hashem will reward him. Okay. Do not despise the Edomite because he is your brother. Do not despise the Mitzri because you were a stranger in his land. The only reason that B'nai Israel were there because Paro had a vested interest in bringing down the brothers of Yosef and that family to take care of his large flocks because the real Etzon in Mitzrayim was a Toeva. And so he needed them down there, and that's why he brought them down there. It was out of self-interest. When Yosef first brings down his brothers down to Parol, Parol says, listen, if you have some of your brothers who are super sheep herders, they can watch over my flocks. Then certainly he will be the beneficiary of that graciousness that he provides the Talmud Chacham, then certainly he will be rewarded where he's not doing it for any self-interest. Okay, we'll stop over here.